Hey listeners, welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm your host, Alana, ADHD life coach and social worker. I figured out how to manage my ADHD and now I help others do the same through my content on Instagram, through this podcast, and through online ADHD resources. I just released a brand new masterclass all about motivation to help you understand how to manage your motivation with an ADHD brain. Difficulty with motivation is one of the most common challenges that I work on with my one-on-one clients, and I'm so excited to get this information out to more of you. So I'll leave that link in the description notes, and I hope to see you in there. Thank you guys for being here, and I hope you like this episode. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. What's going on, Sam? That's such a cute sweater. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's been crazy here. The weather is insane. It's like sunny and 75, which is just not what I was envisioning for the 3rd of January. So. Yeah. No, that's so random. <laughs> What's it like there? Um, it's kind of cloudy here, but it's not as cold. Like even last night, it was it just wasn't that cold, which was strange, but I'll take it because I hate the cold. So spooky. Yeah. Weird. (laughs) It's so funny when you told me what we're talking about today. I like laughed so hard. I think I scared my dog. We are talking about making decisions, indecisions, the challenges of making decisions. Like it is. Uh... (laughs) Yeah. Which is funny because I decided really easily that we were going to talk about this. So yeah, I mean, I feel like the indecisiveness like I've been doing so much reading because I do really feel like I struggle particularly with making decisions wait I just realized is indecision a word I said that earlier yeah it is okay good (laughs) indecisiveness indecision inability to make decisions except all of the above (laughs) all of them whichever way you want to go that's what it is um and I read this interesting thing which is that if you sometimes if you struggle with making decisions I think so often we forget that there's three options to responses. There's fight and then there's flight, but then there's also freeze. And I think I've been stuck in freeze for a long time. Totally. I mean, analysis paralysis is, you know, that space where we either are ruminating on like every possible outcome or every possible decision and it's just too much. And we are just in this place of being stuck. Because we can't make a decision. And it's so common for people in the ADHD community. And it's really challenging to work through. Yeah. My mom always says the only bad decision is making no decision. But Mm -hmm. then I'm like, no, that's not true. Because there's Mm going to be bad. There could, you know, here's a bad outcome if I do this versus this versus like, I just get so like. Yeah. And it's probably why part of the reason it's been so difficult for me to find a job. I just really struggle with pulling trigger on these like very important things, you know, that on from the outside probably don't seem that important. But for me, every decision seems like such a big deal. Totally. That's actually something I was going to say about like this. I mean, this podcast, my business, like one of the things that has been a huge shift for me is like taking messy action. And it's just That's realizing nice. that like, we have a lot of times we have this desire to like make a perfect decision or like make sure it's like perfect. And that just doesn't usually come, you know, like we have to usually just kind of like start to make random decisions and learn from them, you know, 
Like, I don't think we'll ever be super confident in a lot of the decisions we make. We just have to kind of go for it and learn from it, you know? I don't know if I can learn though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I hear you. I think it's like, this is just so, I think this is a difficult topic for me to talk about because I struggle with it so much. I just have nothing helpful to say. Like, I feel almost embarrassed because it's just so, like, it's really something that inhibits my progress on the daily. And I feel like I have not, no helpful pointers because I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, I think that that's so common. I think that's why we're talking about it because it's just, it's overwhelming. Um, I think something that, you know, is interesting too, is like ADHD or not, we always make, we're making millions of decisions every single day, right? Like literally from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed at night is just all, it's just filled with decisions and our ability to make decisions throughout the day. Like we're using all that energy throughout the day and it it dwindles down. And there's like, by the end of the day, there's not as much left. So like when people are shifting their habits and trying to implement something new, our ability to do that by the end of the day is little to nothing. And that's everyone like ADHD or not, you know, it's just so much harder by the end of the day to make decisions. It's, it's even harder. And so for us, a lot of times we struggle with all the decisions starting from the beginning of the day, yeah. to the end of the day. So that's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, and when you were talking about that, the reason I was zoning out a little bit is because I was just thinking about for me, the decisions, like you're so right. We do have to make hundreds of decisions a day, but the decisions that I struggle with are like these huge things or, or bigger things, not like when should I get up? What should I eat for breakfast? Like, do I, should I shower now? Should I shower later? Like that type of stuff. Like that's relatively easy for me to make. And it makes sense because, you know, when we were talking earlier about people with ADHD go for instant gratification, it's those easy decisions that I tend to front load and I push off the stuff that's really difficult for me to talk about or think about, or that I'm like very indecisive about. And so it makes so much sense. I get to the end of the day and I'm left with like three things that I need to do. And I don't do them. And yeah. I push them off until the next day. But then the next day I wake up and it's the same thing over again. And then What's not only, <laughs> nothing's wrong with you, but then not only do you have like the original huge decisions, you then have the new huge decisions that have piled uh. on. Like it's so, yeah, it snowballs. Um, yeah, it's, it's really tough. I think that going back to like what I was saying about like the decisions at night or whatever, if certain things are harder, it kind of comes down to knowing our weaknesses. Like, like you said, those little yeah. decisions don't hold you up. Right. For some of our listeners, those decisions absolutely do. Totally. And, and so it's kind of like being able to identify the ones that really do like, you know, create more of a barrier in our day or whatever it yeah. is. I had a client. I love this. I know this is just, I've read this online too. I, at least Myers talked about this like how some of the like sitting presidents like would wear this like wears the same outfit every day because outfit it's been like suits <laughs> like, <Yeah. but laughs> the same clothes every day because it eliminates one decision and yes and like I have a client who did the same thing and he was he wears like these black t-shirts and like pants so like it was a little bit easier than I think for some of us like you know ladies who have to like come up with a whole outfit but yeah with that being said, it is good to know, like, if that is something that is difficult for us, like maybe when we're, this is why laying out our outfits, like when we have more energy at a different time might be helpful because I know for me, 
first thing in the morning, like when I'm going to the gym, okay, this is a good example, gym clothes. Like when I lay out my gym clothes, I can't even tell you how much easier it is to get up and go to the gym because if not, then I'm like, well, which, like, which do I wear? And then all of a sudden the thing takes wait, like even 20 more minutes Then in the morning when you're trying to rush to get to the gym, the 20 minutes is important, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's so funny because for me, it's not that I don't like fashion and clothes and stuff like I do, but like, I, I think I learned this when I started working in retail my outfits have such a formula, which are closed toed shoes, jeans, and a shirt. And it's like very easy for me to do that. But mm-hmm. I always used to get nervous. Like people are going to notice that I'm just wearing the same thing over and over again. No one notices at <laughs> all. If I press myself about what my coworkers wore yesterday, I ha- I have no idea. Like I spent no the whole clue. Time. I have no clue what they wore yesterday. And if also- someone showed up, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, if someone showed up in the exact same outfit today, I would, I would not notice definitely wouldn't notice but also like who do we think we are like we're not like millionaires over here we're not gonna have a different outfit every day like our yeah. clothes we wear the same clothes like that's normal we're yeah normal this is people. like a very tangential point to decision making but I do think it's also important to say no one is thinking about you the same way you are thinking about you always we've always and we've said that in some of the yeah. episodes it's been like I promise the things that we're sitting here that we make up to be like these huge things like no one notices. Yeah. So if there's like any ways that you can create intentional shortcuts for yourself, like no one is going to be here like, oh, Alana wore that color pant yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Color pant. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, that was the whole purpose of me saying this is like simplify. Like, well, first thing is like knowing your weaknesses, knowing the things that are harder to decide on. Yeah. And then um, simplifying them, you know, and Another example, I think we talked, I can't remember. I think we talked about this personally, not on the podcast. So for people who struggle with figuring out what to eat, right? Mm-hmm. A really good strategy that I heard for that is kind of starting with like checking in with your energy levels and having like this tier system. So did I, t- I can't remember if I told no, you No, we this, haven't but- talked about this. Okay. So there's like tier one, tier two, tier three. Tier one is going to be like the leftovers it's going to be the things that are like frozen, maybe, maybe the one step things like the one step meals. You know, we, I think we have talked about this with having frozen stuff that you can just pull out of your fridge that you don't have to think about and meal prep for, but yeah, continue. So like tier one is like the one step stuff, the stuff you can pull out and just like make, right. Like it's kind of already done, maybe like a sandwich or something or takeout or picking up from like Chipotle or something like that. Yeah. Um, Tier two is like the things where maybe it's like two or three steps, right? So maybe we're using a little bit of one thing and then a frozen veggie. So it takes a little bit more time, but still doesn't need that much effort, you know, Um, a little bit more in the middle. And then the third is the days where we all have those, you know, plans to make like a 10 step meal and we go to the grocery store and we're like, oh, I got this. And and yeah, yeah. like on New Year's Eve, I made a a full lasagna from scratch. I'm so impressed with myself, but from scratch, I love that. Um, But yeah, so with that, what it is, is you're limiting the choices. So first things first, you decide what tier am I in today? What's my energy like? What do I have the capacity for today? And Mm -hmm. then going from there, you kind of start to have your staples in each tier, you know, the things that you like and um, the things that are like work well. And so, yeah, it's just a little bit easier than sitting there and being like out of all the tiers, what should I do? And then we just sit there. And then if it's a low energy day, we're sitting there and we're like, 
well, should I make this 10 step? Th-? Like, no, let's back up. Yeah. Let's see, like maybe it's not the day for that. Maybe it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, and I've read this thing. This is more on the healthy eating track, but for me, I see it as a time saver, you know, simplifying type of thing. Choose two proteins, four fats, something like that. Like having intention when you go to the grocery store, like the way that I reduce decision-making with eating is I decide when I go to the grocery store, which is on average once a week, probably once every 10 days, maybe I pick up items that I can make two meals with and then a couple of snacks. And then throughout that, I find that I can, you know, float for at least five days. I'm glad you said that because that's another weakness of mine is like, if I don't go into the grocery store with a list, I will stand there in the aisle and just stare. I will literally just stand there and like, look at, you know, the, all just look the, at it. just look at it, all the veggie. It's just, I just sit there. It's like so frustrating. And so, yeah, that's why, like for me, that's a weakness. So I need to make sure I go into yeah. the list, you know? And yeah. Totally. I also find that I said at the beginning that I have no helpful tips and tricks. I lied. I find a lot of the time that my environment can get stale super easy, especially if I've been like ruminating over something. So switching my environment helps too. That doesn't even mean like going to a coffee shop. That just means like leaving, like going in the car, going on a walk, doing something that I'm not thinking about it with. Mm -hmm. And I feel so lucky because I have you which is a extension of my own brain. So that helps a lot to talk to you about stuff. That's another thing, like processing out loud with someone. Yeah. Like when we ruminate, these things become bigger and bigger in our minds, right? Yeah. And then sometimes when we either write it out or say it to someone else, we actually realize it's like not that, not as life-changing as we think. Yeah. And again, with what we were talking about at the beginning, like, having alternatives for like, if we start this and it's not working, that's fine. We don't have to sit there and be like, is this decision the one, right? Yeah. Like, we can kind of start and and if it ends up not being it, we're allowed to pivot. You know, we're allowed to like go switch it up a little. It's not like this has to be the decision forever. And there's going to be pros and cons to like either totally. decisions, right? Like if you, if we view it as like a learning process too, and it's like, figuring out what works for us and not, not like a learning process as, as in like what's right, what's wrong. Cause like you said, that's not how it works. It's, it's always going to be right and wrong at the same time. Yeah. And it's more about like what works for us. And so that we can like learn from it and kind of like know for next time. Yeah. Plus I think most of us, and I think this feeling gets lost in the chatter of our brains with people with ADHD we would, we do have a gut feeling. You just have to find it. Like everyone has a gut instinct. Everyone has a gut feeling. I think, and I know this because I feel for the, felt for the longest time that I didn't have a gut feeling over what was right and what was wrong, but I realized that I do. I just don't trust it. And I don't trust myself a lot. And I was thinking back to this one time in college when I was a junior and my friend had been gone for the semester before and she wanted to live with me our junior year and I said yes and then I got it I got a different offer that was just much better suited for me and what I wanted to do in my lifestyle and stuff and I felt so guilty that I you know and I I wait I I sat on that decision for so long and it wasn't because I couldn't decide it's because I didn't want to hurt her 
you know? So I think that if you press yourself and this is where the journaling and the processing comes in, I think if you press yourself, you do know what you want to do. It's just difficult. I think that's huge. Recognizing that it kind of is always going to be a little bit scary for those bigger decisions. Like it doesn't matter if we choose choice A or choice B, we're not going to be at a place where we're like, wow, this is the right decision. I'm so confident and I have no anxiety. I have no stress. Like that feeling I don't really think exists. So recognizing that it is kind of always an iffy feeling or something that we'll like understand a little bit after the fact, but I'm so glad that you brought up gut feelings because I'm like, I'm really this year, I'm really tapping into like energy and like my intuition. Yeah. so much of this last year as I, you know, really dove more into obviously ADHD more than ever. I really think that that like intuition, I think we have really strong intuition and I, it's hard to figure out how we can lean into that more when we also have anxiety and we have doubts because then it's like, well, like it's difficult to listen to your gut feelings when it's also intertwined with like a lot of anxiety, you know, it's hard to figure out like what is what. But that's where, you know, like working on understanding our anxiety and understanding that this feeling of like this dealing with uncertainty is scary, you know, totally. I think that comes with a lot of decisions. It just does. Yeah. And I read this tweet or saw this TikTok, I don't know, or something that was like uncertainty goes against our human instinct to keep us safe. So your brain is going to trick you into thinking that being uncertain about something is dangerous. And that's not the case. Like changing things and being nervous about them. Sometimes that does mean that it's not the right thing. Sometimes it does. The thing that we have to work on, I think, is understanding that sometimes our brain's natural instinct is to keep us in what we know best because we know that it's safe. You know, if you think about like how humans evolved, it, it makes a lot of sense on a biological, like mind processing type of level. Totally. Um, when now we don't really have to worry about escaping deadly animals or, <laughs> you know, does this berry look poisonous or not type of thing. And the decisions that we're making both are safe options, but our brain and our biological processing has a lot to do with how we make decisions. And I think we have to gain a lot more control over it. Totally. Like our comfort, the things we do is comfortable. Like it's safe. We know. Yeah, totally. And we see this literally every episode, but isn't it so funny? These things, they take working out. They're muscles that need to be worked out. Yeah. Dealing with uncertainty and like navigating through that and understanding that it's not as scary as it might feel or how our brain is processing it might not be that bad. But yeah, I mean, we do say that every episode because it is, it's true. It's not, none of this stuff is something that changes immediately. Like we're going to eventually become more confident in making these scary decisions. And, you know, even the ones that aren't as scary, like even the ones where we're just like, okay, we just need to pick something and go. Like that's going to get easier with practice. I mean, God, I hope so. (laughs) Like, please. (laughs) It will. Um, And then I had a, um, someone I met in Israel, this is so random, but um, I said something, I was like, I don't know. He was like, okay, you decide what, like this or this. And I was like, can like, can you just decide? Like, I I know I was like, can I, I just don't want to, I can't decide right now. And he was like, wait, I have a solution for this. And he pulled out an app. That literally it's a choice A, choice B. And it was like a random choice yeah. generator. 
And I was like, wait, this is actually kind of good. I might share this with some of my clients. You know what a life hack is too? They always suggest that you flip a coin, not because you'll follow whatever is heads versus tails, but because when the coin is in the air, you'll know what you want to do. So true. It's like you hope for one or if, exactly. you, if you see one and you're kind of, you feel a little you're bit kind of bummed. Oh uh, yeah. If you're- yeah. That's how you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So get a coin, download an app. Shout out to the Israeli man that taught us this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's true. And I, this is good because I think we touched on the fact that some decisions are really scary and uncomfortable. And then other times it's the fact that we just can't make a quick decision for the smaller things too. You know, they also, all like, different. you're so right. And I just want to bring this, sorry, I cut you off. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, no, we're not apologizing for that. Cause if we did, we would be apologizing the whole episode. Totally. Um, I think this is a really good full circle moment. Decision fatigue is real. Yep. So if there is a way that you can not front load your day with decisions, but push one of those big things up to the morning where you would normally leave it, like, I really try and remember how this is sad for me, but sometimes I do feel a little disappointed in myself when I get to the end of the day and realize that I didn't actually make decisions or accomplish the big things that I wanted to do. Like maybe I cleaned my apartment, put away my laundry, ran some errands, but I didn't apply for that job or I didn't fix my resume or these large, these things that take up a lot more of my brain space. And I feel like sad and I feel unaccomplished and I feel disappointed, but then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, nah, that's not going to be today. That was yesterday. Today is today. But I just need to start remembering how that made me feel the night before and, you know, use that to motivate myself a little bit more. Totally. Like thinking of your future self. I know I've said that on the podcast, but like not future self, like a month, future self, like tonight, like when you're laying in bed tonight, what is something that's going to support her? Like that version of yourself that is in bed later thinking about what she did today. We always need to be parenting ourselves. Yeah. We say that every podcast. Every episode. This is a muscle that needs to be worked out and always parent yourself. Yeah, it is. Make so, good, make bad, make mediocre, make totally. any decision. Just as as my mother Myra always says, any decision is better than no decision. Yep. Taking messy action, messy decision. just like Messy action. What a good phrase. I love that because it really like embodies what it is. It's messy. It does because it's never going to be perfect or feel perfect. It's just not. So yeah. yeah. So. Well, thank you guys for listening. And yeah, yeah this is oh, for anyone keeping up. I've decided not to run the Austin marathon, but I am doing a different marathon in April because I think I've just realized, and I was talking to Alana about this. I don't know if any of you guys even want to know about this, but because I started the story, I have to finish it. She asked me last week, why am I running it in the first place? Like, remember why I'm running it. And I realized the reason I was initially running it was for body image issues. And that's not a good enough reason to run 26.2 miles for me. And so then I switched my perspective and decided that I'm running a marathon because I want to run it, because I enjoy running and I want to achieve that goal for my emotional self. But the thing that's making it unenjoyable for running and achieving that goal is the fact that I feel like I just don't have enough time to prep and I don't have enough training time. So I'm doing the half marathon in February, which I'm excited about. And then I'm going to keep training for another two months until I like adds, I just need some more time. So I'm going to run a marathon in 2023. I'm super excited. Still feel a little bit bummed, but I made a decision. So great decision. I love it. 
Okay. Tell us about your decisions and let us know if you need um, any app recommendations for coin flipping. <laughs> and I don't know what the app is, so I'll get back to you on that. All okay. right. Thanks, guys. Hope you have a good week. Have a good week. We'll talk next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and tuning into this episode of the Absolutely ADHD podcast. As I said before, you can find us on Instagram at absolutely.adhd and go ahead and message us. Let us know what you want to hear more about. And don't forget to like, subscribe, give us a rating, all that good stuff so we can continue sharing this information with more amazing ADHDers. Thank you guys for listening and I hope you have a good week.